Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show. Knicks look to enter the new year on a positive high note. Um, winning tonight 108 to 88 versus the young and inexperienced Houston Rockets. Um, Knicks finally took advantage of an opponent that, you know, they they should have handled business against. Um, and, you know, they took care of business and they came out and dominated. Um, after the first quarter, I mean, to start things off, the first quarter was pretty rough, um, allowing Houston to shoot out, what was it, like 8 of 12 from 3 or whatever it was in the quarter. Um, after that, the Knicks kind of like really shut things down, um, as well as Houston just getting generally cold from 3 as they were just unremarkably hot um and then from there i mean the knicks they kind of just cruised to, to a win i mean guys got their numbers you know and you know into the new year for the first time above 500 um since 2012 2013 that magical season um i mean where do, where do we want to start things off in this in this one uh it just feels good to not be losing anymore yes the five game losing streak is over finally um the last two games i was terribly ill for so i just shut them off as soon as like it like it got it got ugly and just started like watching a show or whatever because like i didn't have to do post game <laughs> son <laughs> but yeah watching them get spanked up in person Oof, that must have been ugly son Bro, I like I got the good seats too. Like I, oh. I made sure to not get the fucking stink seats. And I was like, I bet this is gonna be a good game. They go find their mojo. And then to watch Romeo Langford and Keldon Johnson give you buckets and good seats. Oh, so I'm glad that they were able to pull it out tonight. Cause if they did not pull it out tonight, I don't know how this podcast would have went. Yeah, it could have been very, very dark and gloomy. Yeah, six so, game losing streak entering the new year would not have been nice to talk about. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're 19 and 18. Uh, I think if you would have told fans you're going to be over above 500 heading into the new year with a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense, I think a lot of fans would have signed up for that. Um, a positive net rating, likely going to be one all star as well on the team. I think a lot of fans would have been happy with that outcome, regardless of how it took for us to get here, the ups and downs. Uh, the roller coaster of the season that has been so far, the first half of it, ultimately, ultimately saying they're able to finish it strong. They're able to finish the month with a, I think, uh, nine and seven record. Maybe nine and seven or nine and six. Nine and six, actually, yeah, nine and six. But um, ultimately speaking, a winning month. Uh, and a lot of contributions from the young guys in order to pull off this win. RJ and Brunson didn't play for their third straight game. RJ his second, but he got hurt in like the first minute. So really his like his third straight game of not playing. And I think it's got to start with uh the sixth man of this team, uh the super sub, if you may, if you may. Uh it was quickly, I think quickly set the tone. Um, I think quickly played very, very good basketball. 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists. If you bet quickly overs on rebounds, I know you're held right now. Bro, did you bro. do it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I had him. I had him in a parlay. I had him and Julius. Thirty-five for Julius. Twenty-five for Quick. I had six rebounds and six assists for Quick. He had five rebounds at one point, and they took one away. I was watching the stat sheet. They took one away, and oh, yeah. So that was my only leg that missed on a on a parlay that was supposed to win me like you know a calm like nine hundred seventy-three dollars, but you know <laughs> something light. Jesus. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I would agree quickly. You know, he he set the tone. He's been setting the tone, I think, lately with these last couple starts. Um, I know the first start was really rough uh, against the um, the Mavericks um, in terms of shooting, at least. Um, a lot of people were criticizing him for the shooting. Me, not so much because for me, like what he brought with passing and defensively and the rebounding, it just it surpassed all of that and like. He, I knew he was going to make shots the next game, and lo and behold, the next game he ended up making shots. Um, but yeah, he's he's been he's been great as a starter, as most of us predicted, or at least most smart people predicted that he would be. Um, because you mean, I mean, like, what about the kid doesn't tell you that he's going to be a, a good starter? Like, 
in all the limited minutes that we've seen him play, he's been able to produce. And like, when you look at the the per 36 numbers, it matches up to what we've been seeing basically. So it's like, yeah, like there was no doubt. The idea that he isn't a point guard at this point should be over with. I don't know if it will be, but it should be done. I mean, seven assists tonight again. I think he's had like 29 assists to uh, six turnovers in his three starts. That's that'll play. That's nearly a five to one turnover ratio. Um, five to one turnover to assist ratio. So that'll play. Um, the efficiency is going to be the big harping point. For me, it's like I'm just happy that he's taking and making shots. Like all the attempts, <laughs> they show that he's at least taking shots, which was yeah. something that we were all like really about. confused about because he was like very hesitant at certain parts. But like as we see, when he has the ball in his hands, when he is allowed to initiate, when he's given more freedom with the rock, he is able. He was he's going to shoot, and like he knows he has to shoot on this team now because like there's like literally no one else that's going to make shots besides him. Randall and Grimes so it's like he yeah. knows he has to shoot he's shooting now they're going in at an okay rate and like it's it's okay at this point because like literally look who's on the court like do you want Deuce taking all those shots like he took shots and it did not go in exactly so, so I mean if you're gonna complain about quickly and Randall's efficiency right now I, I really don't think now is the time to be doing that um they are like two of our legit like only they're like two of our only shot makers on the court like, so it's like you have no there, choice there are four guys on this team who i trust offensively right now and one of them's evan fucking 48 that should tell you like where we're gonna be at until guys start getting healthy yes. um and uh yeah so the efficiency is not what you want it to be but at the same time i think the process was good i feel like he was able to get people involved and i feel like ultimately speaking Aside from the efficiency, which is going to be the big harping point, like he played like a starting NBA point guard. And that's all you can ask for him to be. And I'm happy that the Knicks have this level of point guard on their bench because it's been rough. And at one point, they could even ask for this one quickly. So the fact that you can slot in Brunson and then when quickly is, like when quickly is called upon, he can do that as well. That's a good that's a good thing to see. Yeah. Um <laughs> Go ahead. I got you. Um but yeah, uh quickly had a fantastic game. I think you can also talk about Grimes as well, playing in front of his home playing in his hometown, in front of Ma Dukes. Speaking of which, uh Mrs. Grimes, if you're watching, I'm single. Um she was fine. Don't, don't hate. She was fine. Anyway, this is this is me taking my fucking three. This is my this is my three point shot from the half court logo. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get myself started for 2023. Anyway, Grimes had a really good game as well. Um, 19 points and 15 shots. Hit three threes. Super efficient. Three stocks. Um, he has just been really effective in his role. He had a really um rough game last going. I think it might have been from uh the from the uh, overtime game against Dallas, and then because I was in the crowd. But otherwise, I feel like he played a really strong game, a really good game defensively. Like he did the simple quickly things, uh, not the quick, um, simple grabs thing, which is play defense, hit his threes, be overall efficient, and that's all you can ask for him. Nineteen points, fifteen shots, three threes. Typical Grimes game. Yeah, I, I like this game, of course, much way better than the Spurs game. Me too. Um, Me too. The Spurs game was absolutely rough. And like you said, I think it had to do with um, the load of minutes that was put upon him in the Dallas game. I think it just weared on him like super. I, I, I think it also might be wearing on Deuce a little bit too, which we'll get into. Maybe that's why he's missing a whole bunch of shots after he had a stretch where he was making a whole bunch of shots but we'll get into that when we talk about deuce but um yeah i mean grimes he he played a way better game today um definitely a lot of that home cooking you know was Mm -hmm. definitely on his side there um and you know you just hope that he can keep it up because like it feels like there's a lot of these stretches where it's like grimes is a good game and then he has a bad game and then he has a good game and then he has an okay game and then he has a bad game and it's like, I want to see a stretch where Grimes has like consistent 
like I feel like during the win streak was when we saw a, a, a bit more of that consistent, like good to okay games. And I want to see him get back to that. Um, especially with 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 like him being relied on more to score because of the injuries. So yeah, I'm just hoping that you know this can be the start of a, a new consistent streak. Yeah, I I do like him getting that responsibility, you know. It's good to see like what he can do. I think um I don't think he's a creator. I think we could probably like put for now, I think we could put that to bed the idea of him like being this guy who could like assume 25 usage and like you know take those shots. He he attacks off closeouts and he plays really good defense, and that's a good role for him. Like that's not there's nothing wrong with doing that. He feels like a KCPS kind of player. And like you can't go wrong with KCP. So, I think he could be a little bit more than that. I think he could be more off, than that. But just like based right off now. the Mavs game. But yeah, yeah, right now, I think it's like okay to take it a bit slow with him. But like, yeah, we shouldn't also like discourage it just because like right. we see now with with him on the ball much more. Like, we're seeing like all the potential things that can become of it. Yeah, like it's year two, so we don't have to like really start um, worrying about that. But yeah. Yeah, overall, another efficient game for him. Another good game for him for the box score and can't complain. He got the shot in the hometown in front of mom. Can never complain about that. Yeah, I mean. I think we could talk about Mitch too a bit. Yeah, um, definitely much better game from him too. Um, I thought yeah. after that, that, that Mavericks game where he played really well, um, the um 20 and 15 right yeah the 20 and 15 game which i gotta say i mean i wasn't here for the mavs post game because i was like dying literally but like what the hell was up with not subbing in like sims or anything in on that last like thing i understand like grimes and deuce almost had the rebound but like to ensure they don't even f that up at all you put another big on the court so that way it's between Mitch and Sims to grab that board and it's not even in the hands of two guards basically. I think like looking at back at it they had no timeouts. If Luka hits the free throw then they're up two and there's a chance where like those one of those um centers get fouled and then they go to the free throw line and then like Hail Mary. So like Luka was on bullshit either way. So like it's hard to be like oh well you know that can't happen. I rather I rather just have two 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 the two bigs out there and like let them let I them get, handle that. I, I understand that, but at the same time, like I don't think there was a wrong way to play that. And again, it was still in their hands. Like if they catch that, we're not having that conversation. But um, yeah, I think Mitch had a really good bounce back game. Three blocks, three still, um, three steals, another assist as well. Twelve rebounds, six offensive rebounds. Uh, by the way, Mitch Robinson assists have been cashing. Like those shits are hitting um make some free money but yeah i just think he's been he's i think he found his groove again after that mavs game with the whole team found their groove and it's good to see him perform like that uh he was a menace defensively i feel like the first quarter was a little bit rough but after that second quarter the team defensively just locked in and he yeah, got like, what, three... three steals and three blocks tonight yep. Sheesh. Yep, and like in the in the second quarter alone, he had three locks. So like he was, he was doing his thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he did his thing. Um. We're gonna talk about Deuce now. Oh, do we have to? Uh, we do. He's the starter. Um. Oh. God. Deuce, it's it's rough for Deuce right now. I mean, there was a point where like offensively he was all right because like he was hitting his shots and like like things weren't sticking out as much. But man, when he is not making the shots, I mean the defense is still always there. But like at this point, it's like I don't. It was it wasn't like he was he like his closeouts have been like he's been caught napping on closeouts a few like the last couple of games, and I feel like it's been noticeable. Where like. Deuce's man is like in the corner with a wide open three, and he's like, he's like reaching for it, and I'm like, that's so undeuce like, and it's all been happening while he's been in the starting lineup essentially. Um, I think I I don't I don't like to like, like make excuses for guys, but like I really think that like how many minutes did he play against the Mavs? Uh, I think it was forty six. Like that's a lot. 
for yeah. a guy from like the guy that was getting like 15 minutes to just be like, all right, boom, 46 off a rip. Yeah. 46. And like 46 with like long stretches where he wasn't sitting. Like, cause like that was the game where basically no one sat. Um, yeah, but yeah. 46, 31 in uh, San Antonio. Sure. And tonight he had, I think, 30. 34. 35, 34. basically. Yeah, so the minutes are definitely going to be weird because guys are out, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like he wasn't struggling this bad with his shots, but he was still struggling. Um, I just eh. and the decision making too. He, I mean, it's not it's so, not quick. He looks so tentative out there, man. He does. Like he's thinking. You could actively see him thinking when he's like. Like, do I shoot? Do I pass? And then, like, his shots just have no confidence in them. None. So, like, I hope he finds it soon. And I think when Brunson comes back, and him being able to slot into that third bench, um, that third guard off the bench would be really helpful for him. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. like, there's, there's nobody else who you really want to start right now. So I get why. So like, it kind of sucks that he's being the sacrificial winner for the starting lineup. But he was still like a plus seventeen. He was still productive. The defense was there after the first quarter tonight. So. I can't complain about it too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right. I mean, your guy. You want to take the lead on things for your guy? You mean you mean All Star, two uh, X All Star, um, soon to be Julius Randle, who uh, once again dropped thirty five points. Who would have been Player of the Week if we knew how to fucking rebound and close out against the fucking Spurs? Um, that guy. Mavs. That, that, yeah, that too. Um, that guy who dropped 35, 12, 6 with one turnover, and that turnover was bullshit. Um, that guy who's hit uh, four straight, three, four plus, he's had five straight games with four or more threes in a row. That guy, uh, I don't know what else to say other than like, I told you so. Um, I just, like, you can't say more about him offensively right now. This is the best stretch of his career, by far. By far. And he's doing it essentially at 60 true shooting every night, which is, like, that's all-star shit. That's what, like, you pay the big bucks for. And he's not even getting the big bucks like that. He's getting, like, the medium bucks. Um, So ha- I'm, like, happy to see him do this. He's basically giving you 24, 10, and 5 nightly. This stretch he's been on has been um, electric, and it's good to see him get into this groove. Uh, He's doing it without um, the rest of the mid-three. He's doing it with the rest of the mid-three. He's just getting buckets right now, and he's in a groove, and nobody is really stopping him. So it's it's good to see him do this stuff. 16 free throws again. That's a career high. Yeah, what more can you say about him? He's just hooping. Well, and he's an all—he's an all-star man. Like at this point, like he is very clearly an all-star. So, well, I mean, the only hope is that he keeps it up and the defense keeps up at a high level. Um, and you know, we see where the team goes from there. From that. Um. All right, let's get into everyone's favorite part of the show before we get into comments because we do got quite a few Ooh. popping in. Um, let's see if I remember how to do this. It's been a while. Um. All right, the NBA season is heating up. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. If you are like me, and you miss out by one leg every time, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have any tips, honestly, like... No matter what app you use, if you miss by one leg, I literally do not know what to tell you. 
That is my that has been my experience for this month of December. Unlike Julius Randle, I have not been on a heater, so I'll leave tips to other people. Um, download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Jordan Bob says IQ is him. QG is a sniper. Deuce needs to find his shot. Julius is an all-star. Mitch was a beast on the boards. Please no more I heart rose 48 minutes because for opposing offenses, it is barbecue chicken. Yeah. That has probably been the most like yeah. a rough and annoying thing of Fournier being back. Is I like, hate that. I hate that lineup, dude. It's so and bad. he's playing it. Like he's playing it because of injury, but at the same time, it's so bad. Yeah, I mean the the limited minutes that it's on the court for are a little too much for my liking. Like it's got to be like the net rating on that lineup's got to be atrocious. Like it's so it rough, but it's out of necessity, which really sucks. It does, but you know. But I mean, I have liked Fournier in like the fifteen minute role. Um, I know he didn't shoot the best tonight, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of those shots up went up in garbage time. But like in the minutes that he was playing, I feel like he was pretty effective in those minutes. I still think that Fournier could be like a 15-minute-of-the-night guy in this rotation. I think the rotation kind of needs it. Um, I think if you're putting him next to IQ and Deuce, that he makes sense. He gives them that shot-making that they need because, like, Realistically, Deuce isn't the shot maker that you um that they really have right now. Like Deuce isn't hitting shots. Uh, if they're gonna run the double big lineup, then you're gonna need somebody who can get in there and make shots. And realistically, Fortier is still arguably the best shooter on the team. I know that Grimes has been really good, but like Fortier shooting helps a lot. And there's a role for him. I would like to see it be utilized. I don't know if it will be when guys get healthy. But I will do anything to not have to watch double big lineups, man. Like, it's so bad. It worked during the win streak, and then people realized like, oh, they can't score. And that's been a problem with the bench unit all year. We're like, they can't score. So Well, this version of the bench lineup hasn't been used with Obi. That's something that I think would eliminate the double big and probably allow for a little bit more scoring fluidity. Um. Because we've only seen a double big because Obi's been out, unfortunately, and Thibs doesn't want to use um, anyone else. I mean, he tried using RJ as the four at some at some at some points, which I liked. I enjoy, I enjoy. I, I I like that too, but like he also just like went away from that too, which was weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just. It's bad, but like they can't really do anything about it right now. But I would like to see him get those like um those minutes because I feel like the team could use them. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, all right, let's see. Um, BN says um quickly also got fouled a lot too. Yeah, they missed like two clear hits on quickly. Like, he got shoved on an end, um on a shot that went in, and he got like smacked. Like he he could have had like ten free throws tonight. He only had six, which is not bad, but it just but like. He should have had like ten tonight, but then yeah, again, like he was—he almost had another thirty ball. Ah man, I would have—I would have loved to see him get another thirty ball. The haters—they wouldn't have anything to say right now. I mean, they probably have tons to say, but oh, I don't—I'm not hearing it. Man, they talk about efficiency, and they're going to talk about how he's not a real point guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. blah blah blah. Like I don't know. Um, Hug Life says, "Happy New Year's, y'all! Happy New Year's to everyone." Um, the only move I care about is to optimize IQ by by getting a backup three, make do situational, and split 96 guard minutes between our three terrific guards. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that that might be like part of the plan with what we've heard today. Uh, we probably jump into that in a little bit. But yeah, I like that idea. Just like making deuce. Um, 
not really situational, but like I think just the role he's in right now is fine. I think you could like get another bench um three though. I think you need a bench three. And from the looks of it, uh if you believe the news that came out today regarding Obi Toppin, um they might be looking into getting a bench three because according to Sean DuVernay of heavy.com, um who of where your mileage may vary with uh if you trust their reporting. Who from where? Sean DuVernay. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know if I am, but Sean who? Bidet? Oh, Sean Devaney. Devaney. I don't know. Anyway. Uh the name and the site do not ring a bell, so I will be, I will be, be very cautious with this reporting. Uh, apparently he's followed by like guys like Han and stuff, so who knows? But like, I I don't like I'm not gonna really. I want to say I will believe it, but I'm saying I'm gonna like be a little bit skeptical and see it until like I see someone like Begley reported it. Yeah, once Begley comes out with like a video, you know, he has to come out with the video of him talking in like some Berm- obscure location. Yeah, Berman addressed it, but I don't know if that was Berman trolling. Let's or- try Berman trolling. Which is generational trolling. He had to give us one more for the New Year. Dude can't leave people alone in his retirement. Like, my guy, enjoy your retirement. Like, you, like, this is what, like, you, you're trying to get away from the scene. You're, like, in Florida. Like, relax, my guy. He, he has even former New York Post Knicks last tennis writer. Like, like you, you fully embraced him. Like, you're done. Like, why are you still bothering the people of New York City? He's a supervillain. <laughs> never change bourbon never change um but apparently the knicks have discussed deals um regarding Obi toppin with the indiana pacers which is interesting to say the least it's um, weird because they already have jalen smith and isaiah jackson as their backup fours the thing is that like jalen smith is mid and isaiah jackson is okay it's pretty um, good. I've seen. Yeah, but like he's alright. Like Jalen Smith is the worst shooter in the NBA this season so far. Really? Yeah, he's been the worst. He's shooting twenty. Man, there was a point where he was cashing those those threes over. Yeah, like that. Like last year after he got traded, like he he was good, but he's been the, the worst. Well, today, shooting. Was, today was pretty good. Nine yeah. four, four seven. One of two from three. And yeah, Isaiah Jackson is shooting. Like he's not a shooter either. He's more of a center than like a power forward. Um, so they're discussing Obi Toppin. Um, whether you want to believe that report or not, up to you. We'll see what happens in the coming days. I feel like if Bagley reports on it, then it's really close to happening. Because we saw that with Cam, where he reported on potentially getting Cam. We saw that with Rose. So like when it gets close to happening, Bagley usually reports on it. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, I think the price that the Knicks would likely want for Obi Toppin is a first-round pick, and Indiana has three. Indiana has their own first-round pick, which right now is 19. They have Cleveland's first-round pick, which is 25, and they have the Boston first-round pick, which is 30. Now, do I see a deal where like maybe the Knicks can... Sh- Trade Obi Toppin to the Pacers for the 30th pick of the draft. I can see that. Like, I can absolutely see that because a he's probably not going to play for a while. Like, um, he's not even he's nowhere close to practicing. I think he said that himself. And like, I watched that dude try to cut. He could not cut. So I'm not expecting him back until like February. Why they um, even say two to three weeks then? Like, why even? Say I think that like for like um to make sure that like the bone was healing, but like a fractured fibula, like. He's gonna be out. Like that's that was what three weeks ago. You're looking at maybe six weeks minimum, and then he's gonna like take time to. That's for it to heal, and you're looking at like ramping him up um, to five on five practices and then game time. So like I'm looking at him for coming back in February maybe. Um, but yeah, I can I can see a deal like that going through. I mean, the one weakness of the Pacers roster is their power forward. The Knicks, in theory, you could say, well, who's going to back up Randall? I think they might go to that RJ at the four lineup. And I think whoever they want back, I think they want Duarte back. 
we know how they uh, valued Duarte in the draft last year. Uh, he, they looked, they tried to move up to get him last year, and he had a solid rookie season. Um, when he's out the, in the hospital. True. He played. He only played fifty-five games. Uh, but at the same time, solid rookie season. It's always the niggas from the Pacers, man. Brogdon, this nigga. <laughs> niggas love the hospital in Indiana. Like, what's so good about the hospital in Indiana? <sighs> Either that or their medical staff sucks. I mean, probably that too. Um, but ultimately speaking, like, he's not really. He's always just old. He's like 35. What, like, what is he? 25. He's 25. No, he's 24. Uh, he's old. Twenty five is old now, but damn, bro, shit. You call Obi a, a, a geezer? Like, come on, I can't, I can't call Chris Duarte old, but you can call Obi Toppin like catching social security checks. Absolutely. Anyway, um, I can see it happening. Uh, I think the Knicks' ideal trade would be like Duarte and a, and like the Boston first for Obi. Um, he's not really in the rotation for Indiana right now. Plus, they have Matherin. Uh, Nemhard has been really good for them. They have Buddy Heald, of course. And then they have two picks next year, so he might be getting pushed out. I think the Knicks might be thinking um, if we can, like, reset the asset, because Chris Duarte has one more year on his contract, more than Obi. And ideally, he's 6'6". He shoots the three decently well, and he gives you that bit of, like, um, passing wing that they want, so I don't. I can see that happening. Uh, I don't know how likely it'll be in season, but I can see that happening. Pacers actually have been going super small, which is so weird because like yeah. they want to get Nemhard all those minutes and stuff, and Neesmith plays, so they put Neesmith at the four, which is yeah. weird, which we saw in our game versus them. And then off the bench, they play, like, three guards. Yeah, like, they are small and they need size. And Obi Toppin represents for them. It probably be, like, a big dude who can run the court. Not to mention putting him next to Halliburton and with a floor space, he's probably, like, um, Miles Turner. They're probably thinking that, like, they can, they can unlock the yeah. most optimized version of Obi, which they probably can because it's yeah. probably the best situation, which we have not provided for him. Yes, I will agree with that. So... I can see that happening. Um, I can see that happening. I would be, I would be okay with it. All the Obi truthers would definitely be vindicated once they see how he performs over there. If that happens, though, I will True, say that. But at the same time, like another pick in this draft would give you three to play around with, which means that maybe you could trade one if you want like an upgrade somewhere, or you kind of like put two in the star package and then keep one still. So they have options. And plus, it gives you like a really good look at um that RJ at the four unit. I want I do want to see that in like extended run. So it's a thought. I wouldn't hate it if it happened. If it didn't happen, I feel like I'd be okay with it. So either way, I'm fine. We will see as you know trade deadline approaches within the next month and a half or so as yep, we head into the new year. Ah. <sighs> Um, let's see. Ace Bouchard says Grimes on ball shot creation gets pretty exposed without RJ and JB available. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that that's what's gonna happen. I mean, he is less shielded, so he has to do much more now. Um, and, you know, it doesn't look as great as it did in summer league because you know, competition as well as you know, just like general fatigue of things will wear in over time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that I think he's going to continue to gradually work on. It's going to be something, you know, that isn't that much of an issue, especially if like Grimes and, well, not Grimes, but RJ and JB aren't missing as much time as they are right now. I mean, what happened to, to I mean, JB is like someone that's like never hurt really. So like for him to be out this long is, you know, not the usual. And for RJ, that was like a freak I don't know what the hell is on Luca's fingers, but they are definitely not fingernails because they said they could see the tendon on RJ's finger, which is absolutely gross. Wild. What? And like Luca has talons apparently, and that's what he scratched 
RJ with. So, like, again, a freak injury by RJ. And for, I mean, for JB to miss this time is something that's not going to happen often. So, Grimes, you know, the on-ball shot creation, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue going forward. I mean, he's going to do what he needs to do when he needs to do it um, when those guys are back. But his role is going to be pretty cut and, cut and dry. Um, and pretty much what we saw bef- like during the win streak, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just not going to be that level creator yet. Maybe give him a year. We'll see how it happens. Maybe a similar leap to like Desmond Bain or so. But um, right now he's he's in the role where he should be, and he's fine with that. Yeah. Um, Jordan Bob, I think this is in, in accordance to what we were saying about Deuce. He said, for players who don't play heavy minutes very often, sometimes when their minutes go up very significantly, it can have bad effects on their game and health. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that could definitely be what we're seeing with um with Deuce right now, you know, just like the adjustment level um or d- the adjustment period um is something that's becoming very rapid for him from being from not being in the rotation to being in the rotation to now getting like a sudden like minute spike. It's a very like sharp progression, a very steep progression for a player to have in their second year. So, you know, I'm not going to be too hard on Deuce in terms of like the um what he's doing in his time on the court right now um but yeah i will i will just give my comp my general comments on what i do see though <clears throat> yeah i just like it's gonna be rough for him and i feel like he's kind of the most valuable one in the starting lineup because of his defense because like quickly he's used to like getting extended minutes deuce really isn't like he's just used to getting minutes now so like going from like, okay you're playing like 15 minutes a night 20 minutes a night too i need you to play 46 that's a lot for any player to handle, let alone a second-year player who just got into the rotation recently. Yeah. I mean, he's used to, like, just, like, lollygagging his way to 30 in the G League. So, like... Yeah. There's also that. Definitely a lot of change for him, but I think... I do think he'll be okay to, like, handle himself. So... Yeah. Um... Vivek says Julius is gonna get that All Star nod if we stay above five hundred by the week of MLK Day, most yeah. likely. Yeah, I think most he likely. Does. Um, I wonder I, if Jalen Brunson's gonna... bid kind of gets a little bumped down because of the, it, the injury. It might, it might be over. Um, unless he goes from like an absolute heater, like usually January is like where you kind of separate the pack. Um, I think. Like he he's maybe battling with like Sabonis, not Sabonis, um, Adebayo, but like I, I think he's been better than Bam, and Jimmy is like just okay. Like Jimmy's been good, but like he's been in and out of the Heat lineup. Yeah, and he's not even playing right now. So like, wouldn't surprise me if Julius doesn't not over just for being healthy. Might just be the case. And we'll uh, take it. We'll take it. Um, Jordan Bub asks, what wing should we be looking at the short term to help the bench, and which wing should we be looking at in the draft? Mm, okay. I mean, Crystal Ortiz, your answer. If they're looking to move him, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um, Crystal Ortiz, I think someone like Amir Coffee could be useful. Um, if you want your more luxury options, like maybe Austin Reeves, if the Lakers feel like playing ball. Uh yeah, I think there are wings that could help Lonnie Walker be in that conversation as well. I think they just need somebody who can realistically like come in, not take minutes from Deuce, and give scoring options. And if realistically, if they don't feel like they can make a deal, then you put Fournier back in the lineup for 15 minutes a night, and I think that's fine. He hits like two, three threes, and then you keep that like that's his role. Just come off the just come off the bench and be a gunner. And that lineup needs the offense. So Oh my gosh, Eric Gordon. They asked Eric Gordon about the Rockets' improvement from when the season started. He said there's no improvement. Dog, that is him, that is him saying, I want to be traded. Dog, like, he always has the most like blank, like, I hate being here stairs, like, ever. Every time they interview him. Dude, I mean, you gotta hate being there. Like, you basically think you got you to be shipped off the deadline like two years in a row. And then they're holding out because they want a first round pick and they're not going to get a first round pick. Because you absolutely stink. Like, and not even that he stinks. It's the fact that like nobody's trading a first round pick for him. Yeah, like, I, no one's. Who's trading a first round pick for Eric Gordon? Come on. Yeah, 
like he's not even bad. He had a decent game tonight. But like, I, I just yo, like, I know he's fast, yo. Like James Harden and Chris Paul and Clickapel, they all dipped, and he's still there. He's I, still there. I would be pissed too. Especially, especially, especially after the season he had last year, which like he was shooting forty two percent from three, and like he still ain't get traded. Yeah, like teams just don't want it. Don't want to like aren't gonna trade heaven and earth for a guy like that. So if he's still there after this trade, then like he's have to retire or something. Because like, bro, you're not leaving Houston, dog. Oh, uh, I think this is the last year of his contract. Oh, it is. Yeah, I was about to not- say, yo, if he's still on a contract for another year, bro, you're just gonna retire. <laughs> unless they, unless they're gonna like guarantee all of his money. His last year's not guaranteed. Completely. Oh, nah, they should. They wouldn't do that to him. That would be grimy. I hope not. That would be but, so like, messed up. I mean, we heard him as like a Nick trade. We heard him as like a Nick trade target for like a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like I don't. He's not. He's fine. Like he he plays a role. Like he hit he hit two threes. Was five and ten from the field tonight. Uh, he's fine. Like he's just not a first round pick. Level of fine. Yeah. Like if fucking Alec Burks, when he was on his heater, did not get like wasn't worth a first round pick, then Eric Gordon's not worth a first round pick, dude. I'm sorry. Yo, speaking of Alec Burks, man, that boy is been cooking lately. First team all parlay respected. Coming up for AB. Yeah, that boy. He's, he's been balling. That boy. Make sure that everybody he feeds. He had a game the other day where he went like ten for ten from the field or something like that. Yeah, he was hooping. So- I mean, today, today, yikes! Twelve okay. points on thirteen shots. So he's shooting forty five percent from three. He's insane. Dude, I'm telling you, someone's I- gonna trade for him and probably Bogdanovich at the deadline. Dude, I'm telling you, if he's not traded at the deadline, he's coming back next year. I guarantee that. The- he, I, he would be welcomed back with open arms in New York City. Son, oh, I miss my, I miss man, dude. I miss the man. Like the bench could use him desperately. Like the fact that he's like sixty. He is the type of wing scorer that we need right now. Like, yeah, decent defender who can take off the dribble threes and be decent enough on defense. That's literally what they need, and who could pass. Like that's what they need, and he would he would give that. The fact that he was like actually decent when he was starting at point guard for whatever reason. Like he was that, decent, but like he it he was, was not what we needed. Yeah, it was not what we needed, but like he's like, still yo, Emmanuel quickly was right there. And like here Emmanuel quickly is doing everything that he could have done last year if we used him to start. But the fact that he was still like a positive, he graded out as a positive. Despite the fact he was starting at fucking point guard and playing like thirty five minutes at night, I, I will like I know his time ended wrong, but like Alec Burks will ever, forever have my respect for that because like he should not have made that work, and somehow he did. But um, yeah, like boys been hooping. Shout out to Alec Burks. Once uh, Nick, always a Nick. J.R. Smith with the with the uh, church shoes. But yeah, like yeah. back to it. Uh, and in the draft, uh, Bryce Sensabaugh is nice. I really like Sensabaugh for this team. I like Jet Howard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they looked at Chris Murray. I feel like Chris Murray is the quintessential boring ass Walt Perrin pick. Like his brothers in the NBA, the dude gets buckets. Like. He plays like he's just—he literally fits Walt parents at T. He's older, brothers in the NBA, really good at just doing everything, and like hyper efficient. Like, I feel like Chris Murray to the Knicks feels like a lock to me. Like that's as closest thing as a lock. Like aside from Wemby and Scoop going one two, Chris Murray to the Knicks just feels so like perfect. I don't know, like. I really think just because like he overperforms at, at like a mid major, it, it just feels right. But um, yeah, I like Jet Howard. I like uh, Derek Whitehead if he drops. I wouldn't be against them getting someone like uh, Jared Walsh. I like um, uh, Strother as well. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of options to go with. 
all names that I will be looking for when March Madness rolls yeah. around because that is the only time I will be tuning in <laughs> to any type of college sport. Yeah. That is the only time I watch college sports in detail. March Madness and also like they, the, the the tournaments before that happened. Also, to um, to add, they can't trade for Alec Brooks this season because they traded him at the start of the season, and you can't reacquire a player that you traded. So no Alec Brooks to the next this season. Otherwise, it probably would have happened by now. Oh, probably yeah. Um, Jordan Bob ask, how do you think we will fare against the Suns if Jalen Brunson is back and D Book is not? Well, D Book um, won't, won't be back. D Book yeah, D Book is not going to be. He's going to be out for. Four weeks. Four weeks. Yikes. But, I mean, yeah, I like our chances. I mean, the Suns, they haven't been anything really spectacular without him. I mean, except for versus the Nuggets. Like, that was the only game that, like, they really looked. I mean, also versus the Grizzlies. But, like, the Grizzlies have been faltering against most of the West this year anyway. So, it's like... Talk shit, get hit. Yeah. But, I mean, I like our chances. I mean, if JB's there and we actually come to play on both sides of the ball, I think that we have a fair chance of beating them. I mean, the Raptors beat them the other day, for for goodness sake. Like, we can win. Yeah, like, their defense has been very um, – other defense, their offense has been very suspect without Booker. Yes. Uh, they don't have a go-to guy, really. Like, DeAndre Ayton went two for ten. Against a team with no centers, basically. That should show you uh, how bad their offense has been. Like, I mean, they had Dwayne Washington go off for them the other day against the Grizzlies, and that was their Devin Booker impersonation for the day that day. Yeah, so like, it really kind of feels like they're looking for who could give us Devin Booker's production. Like, one and day he, it's Landry Shamit, one day it's Mikhail Bridges, one day it's Dwayne Washington. Like, they just pick a guy and hope that he does it for them that day. Yeah, but like them losing to the Wizards and then losing to. Toronto gives me more confidence. I hope that sure. they're. I, I I think they they oh, there's a chance for them to win that game. So. Although we are at home and we do have a shit home whistle and we also like play like pussies at home too. So there's that. True, and it will be a three o'clock game. Oh wow! Yeah, that can ve- get very ugly. Yeah, it could. Like we, I feel like we could either lose, win by fifteen, or we could lose by like twenty-five. I don't think that's gonna be. I don't think that game's gonna be close either way. Like, it's either gonna be a blowout or it's gonna be a thrashing. Uh, nah, nah, nah. There's always a possibility for a shootout. The Knicks, they, no matter who they play, there's always a chance that there could be a shootout. Always. Because, like, even to begin this Rockets game, it was a shootout, basically. Like, Rockets came out gunning, and we tried to match them. We couldn't hit threes, though. Like, we were, like, what, three for 17 from three at one point in the game? Like, it was ugly. It was ugly tonight. But then we we got back on our shit, and we held them to, like, what, 30% from three and 37% from the field for, like, the rest of the game at one point? Like, yeah. Ah, ugly hoops, the way we like it. Um... But yeah, I, I think they can win that game. It won't be pretty either way, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, because like without Devin Booker, like we said, like the the Suns, they're like they're basically like searching for who can be Devin Booker for the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, every game, and it's not that's 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 not a consistent game plan. Um, but yeah. Um, JL says Rockets a funny team. They just do anything on the court. I mean, some of the. I mean, I don't know how. God bless Rockets fans. Whoever, whoever's a Rockets fan and watches that team nightly, dedicatedly, like they're God, there for the, God, they're there God bless for your vibes. soul, dude. That team is just the vibes aren't even that good. That team is just like they play a pickup. All five of them are playing pickup. They are, and today they had Boban out there, and they were just like trying to like force feed Boban at moments to like get some type of offensive production because there was a point where they didn't hit any field goals for like. I want to say like six or seven minutes seven, straight. It was seven and a half minutes, nearly eight. Seven and a half minutes, dog. And they it wasn't had... even clamps. It was just the Knicks kind of just like playing decent defense, and they just couldn't hit anything. And they just like wouldn't. They weren't moving the ball like sharply enough around the court to like even get a half decent look. Um. And yeah, I mean, like Jalen Jalen Green was like launching 
KPJ launching Jabari Smith, like all these guys, like, and they couldn't get anything to go in the paint either. Like it was rough for them. Um, but I mean, Hey, they got Jalen green and they got KPJ, I guess. And like, that's a decent start, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I don't even care about KPJ, bro. Like KPJ is just—they're like forcing him to be a point guard. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I, there's nobody I care about on that Rockets team. Like, I don't. Like KPJ had twenty-three, ten, and eight, and I could care less. Ten and eight. Wow, he couldn't get ten and eight the other day when I had him for eight rebounds, and eight assists. That's crazy. Dude, like I just, I do not care about KPG. I don't care about Jalen Green. Like, there's nobody in this team where I'm like, oh yeah, man, like they're him. I don't care. Damn, not even Jalen Green. No, I don't. The scoring's not moving you. The scoring comes in like one game he has thirty, and then the next game he puts up like stinkers. Yeah, that's why he's really rough to bet on. Like when the bet when the Jalen Green parlay hits. You'd be like thanking the Lord and it, and it make you not want to bet for like the next two months. Cause like you gotta be real lucky to get a good Jalen Green parlay. But like you could clearly see the flashes, but like I just eh. doesn't put it together consistently enough. And like he's efficient because like he gets to the rim and he gets to the line and stuff like that. So like he's decently efficient. So 54 shooting isn't bad. But like the defense is pitiful. Ah. Maybe a year three leap happens, but like I don't see as much more than like. Sassy well, I mean, they're just they're, they're just gonna be they're just gonna be another young team next year because like yeah. they're obviously gonna have another high lotto pick, and the team isn't really getting that significantly older. Like they're all like, ha- almost all their team is younger than me. Like, yeah, we feeling mad old watching their team. I feel like, mad old watching the Rockets. I'm like, I'll be like, oh, like their oldest guy on the court right now is like what 22 years old. Like, come on. Yeah, bro. You be looking at that entire be 24 team. in a couple weeks. Like, oof, what are y'all doing? Damn, you cook. Oh, shit. Said that out loud? Crazy, bro. How'd I social yeah. security dream you? <laughs> <laughs> Let people know my age on the stream. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm that old. I'm yeah. that old. Yep. I'll be, yeah, I'm turning 24, too. Ugh. Um, Just six months later. Yeah. Rub it in. Uh, Jordan Bob asks though, how, how do we think the Knicks will do in the next ten games? What do you think their record will be um, after the ten game stretch? So the next ten games, he says, are Phoenix, San Antonio, Toronto, Milwaukee, Indiana, Washington, Detroit, Toronto, back to back, Washington, Atlanta. Not predicting any games. <laughs> nope. This team. Mm-mm. This team is too is too like volatile to like mm-mm. predict that far ahead. Son, we had an eight game winning streak and then a five game losing streak to take us back to five hundred. Mm-hmm. You're telling me to predict the next ten games? The next ten <laughs> games could go any way, bro. We could lose all ten. We could lose all ten legitimately. Right, like, there's uh, a way. We, no, there is a uh, okay. way. Okay. I, Relax. You're telling me to relax after I just seen the way we lost that Mavericks game? Son. And you're telling me 10 straight is not impossible? Okay, bro. We're not that bad, okay? We're not that bad, but we're that unlucky. We've been that unlucky before. Okay, if we lost, like, four straight and then won, like, three straight and then lost, like, the next two or the next three, I'd be like, all right, I get you. But, like, we we was literally four games above 500, chilling, coasting. No, you know what about, happened? We started getting about, ahead of ourselves and predicting, yo, we, yo, can this get to like, can we get to the end of December and like win the whole thing? Like, <laughs> we started saying shit like that. Oh, we was talking about ten. <laughs> we was like ten game win streak heading into Christmas. We was like, yo, can we win out December? Like, <laughs> I, I was flexing. I was like, all right, fine, whatever, bro. I know we lost a game in Dallas. It's cool. I'm gonna we'll go spend this check. I'm gonna go get these seats. I'm gonna watch them win in person. Nah, like I'm not predicting nothing about this team. Hell no. I'm not predicting anything. And that's me being a coward, and I'll admit that. Because this isn't being a coward. It's like being like cautiously optimistic about this team because like they've shown they've been so volatile. Like the way they started off the season, then the eight-game win streak, and then losing those five in the way that we lost them. Insanity. Like I literally thought like breakers. That was the worst part. All heartbreakers and like all in like such weird ways, like Siakam going off for fifty two. Like, what the hell was that? Like Siakam fifty two, DeRozan buzzer beater basically. Joel Embiid's like whistle and 
Then Luka Doncic. Not even that. It was Georges Niang going off in the fourth quarter because we don't know how to play drop coverage anymore. Like, dudes just stopped playing drop coverage the right way. And Georges Niang lit us up for like, what, four threes in the fourth quarter? And then it was. And then Luka gets like, he gets the like the, the blessing of God. We, we blessing talk- of God himself. Like me and, Ger- me and Jeff talked about it. Like, if Christian three doesn't make, th- if Christian was to make that three, they they like walk it up off the court. But like he hits a rainbow three, and, and now they miss- feel motivated. Like ah, let's press up, let's press up, and then they get that blessing of a what you call it, the the jump ball that should have been called ball, a jump ball. ball. But yeah, I mean, like they literally had the blessing of God bless them, hand then, them that win, and then, and then, then we go to San Antonio, and you know they get embarrassed in front of you, um, and yeah, I mean five straight insane insane games like all by single digits most of them like all of our heartbreakers like, yeah no thrashings no beatdowns nothing of the sort the net rating went up <laughs> like so there's still a top 10 offense a top 10 defense it's nuts i don't understand it but yeah i mean asking us to predict the next 10 games um i'll hold off on that i'll i'll predict i'll i won't even predict the next game but i'll just say i hope that we are able to keep the Suns in check where, like, it's not a Landry Shamit or Damian Lee going off for, like, seven threes game. And that's what, like, kills us in MSG because, like, I could very much see either of them going off Dog. because I've seen them go off when Devin Booker's not playing before. So, All right. All right. Do you want to play who, who will get his game off? <laughs> oh, All my right. gosh. Oh, man. Let me see. Who has, let me see if there's anyone that has a narrative versus us in this game because, like... All right. Uh... McCall Bridges, always. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, so prime for him. He's been struggling, too, Ooh, uh-huh. for him to go into MSG versus the team that should have drafted him because mm-hmm. Kevin Knox had a good one-on-one versus him. Yep. yep. I mean, he's, he's picked it up. I mean, he had 21 versus the Raptors, um, and he had 17 versus the Wizards off 6 of 15 shooting. Eh. But before that, he was really struggling, having a rough go of it. Yeah, he's uh, prim- look- he's primed to go off versus us. I'm I'm looking at Jock Landale. I got That's my eyes set on uh, Chris Paul going to get his game off because it's Chris Paul, so I'm not even worried about that. We just um, lucky. Ooh, we lucky Cam Cameron Johnson not here, bro. Cameron Johnson would say I wouldn't even watch the game, bro. I, I would be like, you know what, you got it. You got it. That's a that's a loss. Dwayne Washington could probably get his game off. Oh, I I feel like Jock Landale might give us like ten and seven. I can see that happen. I can see, yeah, Dwayne Washington, like you said, Damian Lee. Feel like I'm pride. just looking for dudes who's gonna go off spraying from three. So Damian, that's like Damian Lee, Damian Landry like Shamit, five threes. Dwayne Washington Jr., Macau Bridges, all of them. I'm looking at all four of them. Any dude that could spray is going to give us buckets in MSG. And anyone that could get, like, they way with the whistle, like Chris Paul with some prime foul bait in in the fourth quarter, I could see that happening too, man. So yeah. if any of this happens, yo, just no, no. Yep. We we told you. So, like, don't be surprised when it happens. Like, I'm on the time, I'm like, I'm going to just throw up this emoji. Just, I don't know what to say. We go over the pop, we go open the um the post game just doing this. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna be like, we we said, like this was gonna happen. Like, yeah, but I, to, I, don't be shocked. I, I'm expecting some got that game up candidates in that game. So yeah, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah. Uh, um, Hawkeye four twenty. He says, thank God they ended the year with the dub. All my parlays failed, but this one was worth it. I am with you right there, man. If you look on my page, the last bit of media I posted, if you see that parlay, you look at the odds. If you just look at the odds, you will be crushed when you see Son how I about, lost. He was about to eat for a decade. I was supposed to be good. Like, I was about to be Gucci. He was, about, he was about to eat and then quickly couldn't get a rebound. They took one of his rebounds away, bro. I'm sick. You can hear it in my voice. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. They took one of his rebounds away. But yeah, oh. I mean, it was it, it was worth it. It was worth it. You know, he was. Um, it makes me want to put back on the cape. I'm not even gonna lie. 
Oh, that makes me want to put back on the cape. Oh, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But <sighs> damn. It was, it was a rough one. Maybe just one. Maybe just one. Um, JL says Alec Burke's game one masterclass versus Atlanta was so special. Can't believe we wasted it. Oh man, don't don't even remind me of that, bro. I I I rewatch it like every so often. And then cut it off at the last. Minute. I cut it off right before the Bogdanovich BS. That game. <laughs> I could. That game was really perfect until it wasn't, dog. RJ Poster. Quickly first. pull up three in transition. Yeah, and the crowd was like, he started jumping. The crowd is hype. Obi getting his arms up in the airport. It was going so good. And then I cut it off, and they went it in my head. And they're up 2-0 going into the game three. Whatever. I need, We're going to get back. It's okay. That's why the Hawks suck. Yes. Uh, um, JL says the five-game losing streak was painful because none of the teams we played were really good ex- outside of the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. like like That's the part of the reason why we thought going into Christmas – we can go on like a 10 game win streak. And that's why we felt confident like ending off December, like we can win out December. Like that's part of the reason why we were so confident at that point, because like we were looking at these teams, we were like, which team is really going to beat us? Like the Sixers, they could put up a fight. But like, as you saw in that game, we were like blow for blow with the Sixers until that fourth quarter happened. Yeah. Um, they were like, eh, eh, that's, and then every other game we were, we were legit in them. Like, yep. What what was the first game of the losing streak? What uh, the Raptors game? It was the Raptors game. We were in that game. Siakam doesn't go off for fifty two, or if Grimes is there to like slow down Fred VanVleet, we probably win that one. Bulls game we lose because DeRozan gets like he hits. If we just hit Jalen Brunson misses two free throws. Dog. He missed two. Yep, he missed two free throws. And Grimes, and Grimes missed two free throws. If we hit our free throws, we win that game. We win that game. Same thing, uh, like same Christmas. We yeah. lose by seven. We're in that game for most of it. We don't. If 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 Julius just like gets out on Georges Niang's threes and like puts up a better contest, who knows what happens there? Um, if he also doesn't sub out quickly, because quickly was doing a great job of like recovering on those Georges Niang like pop outs on those threes. So if like he doesn't do that, like who knows what happens there? Um. Mavs game, don't even want to speak on that. I will never speak on that game ever again in my life. Nope. Um, that nope. game is like forever like erased from my memory. I, don't I was sick to too, so like I barely remember it anyways. Um, so that's the benefit of being sick I, during that. I don't care how historic it was, I never want to hear about that <laughs> game again. Like that game's gonna be like it's his highlight review for his Hall of Fame speech. I don't care. Yeah, and I mean the Spurs game, like it was ugly, but like we still put up 115 with like two of our th- top three guys missing. So like, if those guys are if if our team is healthy for like at least the last two games, the losing streak is probably over in Dallas. Honestly, yeah, like they probably win the they're probably on a three game winning streak right now. Yeah, probably. So that's why we thought like that's why it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, like JL saying that's why it was painful because none of the teams were like really elite teams like we didn't play the bucks we didn't play the celtics we didn't play the pelicans we didn't play like brooklyn who always kicks our ass like we didn't play any of these teams so like like, it was really painful to like lose all these games that were very winnable and like again they're still a top 10 offense a top 10 defense and have a top 10 net rating like and then that those wins could have probably propelled us up to the standings because i mean we win more of those we, games. We probably up around like four or five right now, to be honest. Yeah, and we, we like right there in the we're st- we don't drop it a sixth. We're right now seventh, which stinks because we're in the play-in and no one wants to be in the play-in. We're in the play-in and we're in the play-in at home. That's the worst part. But if we, we got to be eight, if we're gonna be in the play-in, we need to be eight so we can be on the road. Yeah, we can't be a home team and play, dude. This team mm. is gonna fold. Mm. <laughs> They're gonna fold. Um, I think we're gonna end things off with this because it is New Year's Eve and everyone should be spending time with at least family or doing something else other than talking about the Knicks on New Year's Eve. Um, we're gonna end it with JL's last comment here. Y'all remember that son's game from the We Here year when CP3 had a fake ass fourth quarter and hit some and hit some fake ass and the shot clock three. I remember that all too well because that was a that was a game that like 
We always get our win streaks ended on some fake BS, yo. So, CP3 was telling us, get out of here. Like, that was the Leon Rose revenge game. That was, that was the you should have traded for me, which I don't know why. He was, like, on the best team in the West. But, like, man, it was – and plus, like, they, they came out that game. They came – that game that they started, the way they started, they were hoping. Like, people was hitting shots. He had that real good Nerlens dunk. Like, even Elvin Payton was doing his thing. And then it just came out of nowhere, and they just lost it. I'm, oh, I'm still mad about that game, y'all. That season has so many games I'm still mad about, even with the 41 wins. Yeah, it probably should have been more, um, as is the case. Should've a bunch been. of as is as the case as, as we're talking about the Knicks right now is like we shouldn't have been on this losing streak, as bad as it was. But I mean, here we are. We play the Suns on on um, is it Monday? I can't even tell the days Monday. anymore. Monday. Been at home so long, not at work anymore. Um, but yeah, we play the Suns on Monday. Um, that is an afternoon game. Yep, three o'clock. Oh, oh my gosh. Why are we the only afternoon game that yo the NBA be setting us up, yo? If it was like Martin every other day, game is I like seven, it, but, but like why are we at three? On the day after New Year's, no less. If it was a New Year's game, I understand it, but like that's, that's yeah. Weird, man. But anyways, yeah. I mean, hopefully Jalen Brunson is back. We'll be at home. Um, we know RJ most likely won't be back. Um, so we'll at least get one member back of the the mid three. Um, and you know, hopefully we can take advantage of a of a Suns team that's missing their their best player. And you know, we could actually win at home for once. That would be great to like not fold at home and you know to actually make free throws. Um, and I think those are gonna be the keys to the game, you know, making free throws, um, and you know, getting up on those shooters. Yep. Um, we will catch you guys after that game on Monday afternoon, I guess. <laughs> Weird as hell. But anyways, um, shout out to everyone that's been supporting us this year, you know, as we close out the year. Um, shout out to everyone that's been supporting the Strickland YouTube channel, supporting the post-game show as we've moved this to, you know, audio. You know, it could be a little more easier to do it on audio. Um, so shout out to everyone that's, you know, been tuning into the YouTube videos um, leaving comments, leaving likes, subscribing, all that good stuff. Keep it up as we move into the new year, as we are still striving for that goal of 1K subs. Um, you know, all that, leaving a comment, leaving a like, all that stuff, it definitely helps us out a ton. So, you know, continue to do that great stuff. Um, as always, links to everything stricken related is in the description. That is links to the site, merch, Patreon, and Twitter. We also are on Instagram at the strict.land. All great ways to support us and follow our journey um, as you are all a part of that. Um, so, yeah, thank you to all of you. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday or Monday, actually. I'm losing it. But, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Um, make sure you all tune in for that. Um, peace. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.